Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all my teams 365 days a year. So do you. Let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 171. Before we jump in, we got to say, holy cow, what an incredibly fun uh, weekend of football we had. So super wild card weekend was kind of a dud, but man, this last weekend was incredible. So mad that Josh Allen didn't get another chance to have the ball in that game. I like overtime rules overall uh, within the NFL better than college, but man, that game made me want to change my mind on what I think is best. What a fun, fun weekend. Hope that you enjoyed it. Even though all of my fantasy uh, playoff teams got blasted because of uh, the Buffalo not moving on, who I predicted Buffalo and Green Bay to make the Super Bowl. So I'm tanked in those leagues, but still was a blast uh, watching the NFL. Let's jump into the episode. One of the things that I like to do at this time of year is to speculate on players whose dynasty value is uncertain or maybe at a volatile point in time. Uh, These mainly include younger players who've yet to produce fantasy points, but were thought maybe to be excellent prospects in the rookie class, but they also include players who have had maybe spikes of fantasy production early in their career, but have seen kind of a steady, their, you know, their dynasty value fall since that time. Uh, these are the players dynasty managers have to make decisions about. We're having to answer the question, am I holding out hope for this player or am I losing hope? And so this time of the offseason, I like to decide which players I'm actually holding out hope for and which players I'm losing hope in. And once I've decided, I like to try to make trade offers between those types of players. I often offer uh, ones that I'm losing hope in for players that I'm holding out hope for. Since other, you know, dynasty managers have, you know, their own questions that they're answering, they might be on the other side of it where they're holding out hope for someone that I'm not, and I'm losing hope in someone that they're holding out hope for. And so it's a fun way to do some kind of smaller trades on speculative guys that are at a volatile point in their um, dynasty value right now. So this podcast, I'm just going to talk about 10 players that I'm actually losing hope in and would like to trade and get off my teams. And then next week, we'll do a podcast on the 10 players that I'm actually holding out hope for. So let's jump in. These are the 10. Uh, First is Baker Mayfield. Mayfield's dynasty value really peaked uh, after his first season in the NFL, and it's been falling ever since then, as it should be, since his fantasy production has dropped off. Since his rookie year, he averaged 20 points per game his rookie season, and he's averaged 17, 18, and 15 points per game in the three seasons since. While his mediocre fantasy production is partly because Cleveland uh, has, you know, a run-first offensive scheme, and they do lack weapons, I think his dwindling dynasty value has far more to do with his level of play than his team scheme or personnel. I've lost hope in Mayfield and really, really like to trade him for other quarterbacks uh, with uncertain dynasty value right now, like Tua Tungavola, Daniel Jones, who I'm going to hold out for hope for, and you'll hear about me talk about them next week. Next quarterback I'm losing hope in is Carson Wentz. Uh, Wentz's dynasty value also peaked after his second year when he averaged 24 points per game before he got injured and missed the Eagles Super Bowl winning season. Uh, but since that time, he's averaged 20 points per game, 20 points per game, 19 points per game, and now 18 points per game in those four seasons since that second year. Uh, his inability to lead the team to a win over Jacksonville in that last game of the season uh, to get into the NFL playoffs, I think, too, has really put him in danger of losing his starting role with the Colts next year and has really caused me to lose hope in his ability to be a significant contributor on dynasty rosters. 
Uh, I've lost hope in Wentz. And again, I would like to trade for him for other quarterbacks that are kind of in uncertain spots right now that I actually have more hope in, which I'll talk about uh, next week. Next up is Zach Moss. So both of the Bills' third-round draft picks, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, uh, kind of their val- you know, their dynasty value hung in the balance at the start of the season. And one has rocketed up, while the other has definitely fallen. It's pretty crazy, though, how it changed. Uh, Moss's dynasty value really peaked during weeks maybe two through six of this season when he appeared to steal Buffalo's leading role uh, and definitely had their short yardage role ahead of Devin Singletary. Uh, he scored four touchdowns in that span, was involved in a passing game too, which was a surprise, and he outsnapped Devin Singletary by 27 snaps during those weeks. But then his dynasty value fell as the season progressed, and Singletary took the leading uh, running back role back in very convincing fashion too. Singletary scored more points in his last five games, including the first playoff game, not including last night, but including the first playoff game. In those last five games, he scored more than Moss scored all year. Uh, like me, dynasty managers have lost hope in Moss, uh, so he's going to be a little bit more challenged to trade, you know, than the other players that I have on this list. Um, but I'd look to trade him, you know, maybe to the team that has Singletary on their roster, so they could secure, you know, a handcuff. Or I might look to trade him, you know, um, try to, you know, trade him just to pick up a handcuff of my own, yeah, and see if I could get a deal done like that with Zach Moss. Next player I'm losing hope in is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I want to say that I've uh, lost hope in CEH, but it's more accurate to say that I actually never had hope in him, especially compared to other dynasty analysts and managers in my leagues. Uh, CEH was routinely drafted ahead of Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, and Cam Akers in 2020 rookie drafts. Uh, While I had all four of these players ranked ahead of CEH, he was actually just my 10th ranked player in the whole class. Uh, He's battled injuries for sure, but Daryl Williams has looked better than him, and now this crazy coming on of McKinnon of all people it's just it's not it's nuts and uh I what I hope you know what hope I ever had for CH really has now just been lost uh, I don't I do know that there are some dynasty managers who still believe in him though and because I rank CH so low in rookie classes that means I don't have him on any of my teams right now so I don't really have to trade him but if I did um I would want to move on for him and maybe we'll look for someone that I'm going to mention next week as someone I'm still holding out hope for Saquon Barkley, maybe you could try to get that deal done. Uh, CEH, you got to find the owner that still believes, because I do not. Let's move on to receivers. Uh, this one's a little older guy than the rest of the guys on the list, this list, but I'll say Sterling Shepard. Uh, Shepard is one of my most rostered players, but his lack of production, inability to stay healthy, and his late-season Achilles injury, of course, uh, they've really caused me to lose hope in him. It's frustrating because when healthy, Shepard was a fantastic, you know, starter in PPR leagues because he averaged six to seven catches per game throughout his career whenever he played. And I loved having him in, as my wide receiver three or four on my rosters because I could just bank on 10 to 15 PPR points per game from him. But I think those days have come to an end. Um, Shepard, he's going to be tough to trade, but if Cam Akers continues to look good in the playoffs, um, you know, Maybe then people can start to believe that you can actually fully return, you know, from an Achilles injury. Uh, maybe then if that happens, some dynasty managers might hold out hope for him. If so, I'd love to offer him in a trade for some of the your, you know, young, more unproductive players that you'll hear about me talk about next week, like Naomi Brown or Josh Palmer. Probably too much to get them for Shepard, but maybe I could trade away one of these other players I'm about to list uh, to get uh, the guys that I would really want that I'll talk about next week. Next player I'm losing out hope, losing hope in is Jalen Rager. Uh, Rager's one of my biggest rookie misses in a while. 
I'm finally willing to give up on him after two years of hope. After second year was even worse than his awful rookie season. Quez Watkins passed Rager in snap counts and touches by the end of the season. I actually had to look that up to believe that that was true. I couldn't believe that it was true. Uh, making Rager a wide receiver three on his own NFL team. Making him pretty much a droppable player from Dynasty rosters. Uh, that said, because we do know that there's some managers who really hope for that third-year breakout, uh, I wouldn't drop Rager just yet, but I would try to offer him, again, to the guys that I'm holding out hope for, guys like Naomi Brown or Josh Palmer. Those are the kind of offers that I might try to trade, trying to find the one person who's still hopeful for that third-year breakout. Next receiver I'm losing hope in is DJ Chark. Uh, Chark's dynasty value peaked after his breakout second season when he had 1,008 yards receiving and eight touchdowns on only 72 catches. Uh, his dynasty value fell the following season when he only preached about 67% of the, the previous season's fantasy points. Uh, his dynasty value rose just a little bit once Jacksonville you know, drafted Trevor Lawrence, and they felt like they had some chemistry in the first three games of the season before he injured his ankle and then missed the rest of the season. And so there's not much to go on when trying to determine Shark's dynasty value since he missed, missed so much of this season and is a free agent, so we don't know where he's going to land. Um, I could change my mind if he lands with another team uh, that signs him, but for now, I've lost hope on Chark and his dynasty value. I think his fantasy production was too tied to big plays, and I just don't think he's going to land on a team that's going to target him enough or give him those big plays. Um, I want to trade him for you know, other 2022 free agent wide receivers that are out there, maybe speculate someone like Michael Gallup or Christian Kirk, who are also free agents. Maybe someone would take Chark uh, for one of those guys. Uh, there are going to be a lot of free agents. It will be fun to see and speculate on which ones to purchase before they actually sign with new teams or get re-signed by their own team. Continue with receivers. Um, I've given up hope on Paris Campbell. Campbell was a second-round pick by the Colts in 2019, and his high point of his dynasty value was during that rookie draft <laughs> that season. Uh, he was drafted in the first round of most of my rookie drafts that year. Uh, his dynasty value has fallen you know, each consecutive year because he's just not been on the field enough. He played just five games last season, only two games in his rookie, or five games this season, and two games in his rookie season. Uh, I don't think I've seen him cut from any dynasty rosters anywhere, but he's undoubtedly, you know, one of the more volatile players that dynasty managers are having to decide about right now. As for me, I've lost hope in him, and even though there are a lot of room for Colts wide receivers, you know, there's a lot of room, you know, on the wide receiver depth charts there. Zach Paschal and Ashton Doolin played really well enough this season for me to believe that Campbell's going to have to do a lot. To overcome them next season. Uh, Pascal outsnapped Campbell in the first five games that they actually played together, so he was already starting ahead of him, playing more snaps than him. And I think that the Colts really like what they have in Doolin. Uh, he's kind of come on at the end of the at the end of the year. He's the same age. He's a little bit taller than Campbell. I think Campbell is a very tradable player because I think there's still going to be a lot more managers that still have hope for him than I do. Next one's another sad one for me, Brian Edwards. Um, I like Jalen Rager. Uh, just like Jalen Rager, I said, uh, Edwards was one of my biggest 2020 uh, rookie class busts. Uh, I had Edwards as my 14th ranked rookie in that class, but he's definitely not lived up to the hype. Um, I gave him kind of an injury pass for his rookie season, but this season, it was too much, man. He had every opportunity. The door was open in every single way for him. Uh, he was healthy. He was in the starting lineup. The offense played surprisingly well. Darren Waller is injured for much of the season. Henry Ruggs has moved, you know, from the team after his uh, terrible accident. Even so, Edwards ended up the season with just 34 catches and three touchdowns. I think it's time for me to give up on Edwards 
and hope that I can find someone who believes in him more than I do. Uh, this week I'll make offers uh, for guys that I hope that I have hope for, and kind of some people kind of in that same dynasty tier. See if I can get something done. A couple more to list here: players that I've lost hope in. Nope, we only got one more. It's David Njoku. Njoku never lived up to his talent level uh, or the draft capital of dynasty managers spent on him in the 2017 rookie class. Uh, his dynasty value arguably was at its peak during his rookie class. If not, you could maybe say it was highest in his second season when he showed a little bit of chemistry with Baker Mayfield when he had that one good rookie season. But since that time, Njoku has been injured or he's had to compete with Austin Hooper. You know, the Browns signed him in free agency to compete with Njoku or he's had to compete with Harrison Bryant, a player that the Browns drafted to compete with Njoku. So all the signs by the Browns tell me that they need to know what to do with him. I think, uh, you know, because it's a onesie position, Njoku was dropped from Dynasty rosters in several of my leagues this last year, but he was definitely added on the waiver wire on many of the leagues too, so I think he's rostered in almost every one of my leagues. And he always gets picked up, so I know that there's still believers that are out there. If I had Njoku on my team, I think it would be hard to trade right now, but if the Browns do cut Hooper to save some money and re-sign Njoku, um, or if he signs with the team where it looks like there's an opportunity in free agency for him to get some more playing time, um, in those cases, I think I would possibly consider uh, trading for him. But for the most part, Njoku's just been disappointed, and I think that he's one of the guys that I'm holding, losing hope for. I'd like to see if I could trade him maybe for another guy that gets injured quite a lot, that had a lot of hype, but it's in the same position that I'll talk about next week, maybe someone like Irv Smith Jr. We'll see what happens. A lot of speculation on these volatile players. One of the fun things you can do this season, right at this time of season is actually make trades for these kind of players, ones that everyone kind of has trying to guess on, whether they're in or they're out. Maybe you're in on someone, someone else is out on someone. Uh, make a lot of those offers right now and see what happens. And all of you who are in my leagues, hey, now the cards are on the table, so make me some offers now that you know publicly that I don't believe in these guys. All right, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I'm much better on email then on Twitter, so that's the best way to contact me. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me as an independent podcaster. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up any.